The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter or the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock Your Wealth Radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealth.com slash free book. And click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show, everyone. Thanks for stopping by. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhals, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. And, huh? Hey, folks. Huh? Hey, folks. All right, now we can hear you. Yay! And we are going to help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. First off, we are clipping through these keys. We are on our 10th key in the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series. That is Remember Real Estate. Our moolah word of the day, since we are approaching that inevitable time where we usually have to stroke a check to Uncle Sam, unless you're one of the lucky few that gets one back. Can't wait. I'm a check stroker. I'm never a check getter. They're always after me. So uh, in that vein, I thought, what could we invest in that wouldn't give Uncle Sam anything? And I found an investment that we'll talk about. And it's also our moolah word of the day. Woohoo! And in that whole tax thread, again, for minutes on your money, taxes and your credit. Did you know they can affect your credit? Tax? Taxes can affect your credit. So we're going to talk about that. There's four ways that you should know about that taxes can negatively impact your credito. It's muy importante that you listen on the Espanol version of Unlock Your Wealth Radio today. <laughs> I know I know what the keys to riches is in Spanish. It's llaves a las riquezas, but I don't know what Unlock Your Wealth is. So I have to think about that. So give, give me a minute and it'll come to me. I haven't spoken Spanish in a long time. But, uh, and we also have, this like a government theme today. We're going to have Sharon Weaver, financial planner, and she's going to help you learn about maximizing your Social Security income. As always, we will talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier, saving time and reducing stress using these proven techniques for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. For the low, low price of your time listening to this show. What could be better? Uh, Not much. So uh, Insiders Club members are automatically entered in our weekly giveaways. But if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, all you have to do is answer today's trivia question correctly. Now, for those of you who are regular listeners, we always base our trivia question on a previous show. So if you listened last week, you have a leg up on the competition. And last week's show was Create Credit. And so we talked about the four layers of risk, okay? And they're also referred to as the four C's. All you have to do is name one of those four C's in order to win this week's money management tool, okay? So, again, the trivia question is... 
very go. Name one of the four C's in the four layers of risk that underwriters use to make a credit determination on your behalf. So if you would like to call in, you may do so at 1-866-966-9420. That's 866-966-9420. Or you may call, or you may, you can't call your email, but (laughs) no. You can hop in the chat room and chat with me live if you'd like. Uh, and uh, you can call me in there via the Internet, I suppose, through your chat service. Uh, or you can just send me an email to trivia at uywradio.com. That's trivia at uywradio.com. And if you, Unlock Your Wealth Nation, have no idea what the trivia question is, or the answer to it, I should say, you can still walk away a winner because, listen, of Unlock Your Wealth Radio can get a free audiobook download and a free 30-day trial just to check out audible.com service. Visit our website for more details. So let's get into our minutes on your money today. And so taxes, first off, let's just start this with Uncle Sam is not my favorite relative. And I have had problems with Uncle Sam since I was 22. I yeah. try to stay away from problems with him. Yeah, you know, they just find me. Yeah. You know, that's why I had to learn about money. Because <laughs> apparently whatever I was doing was... Yeah. <laughs> so, so here are some surprising ways taxes can actually affect your credit. And this is an interview with Ken Lim from CEO of CreditKarma.com. Did you know that paying your tax bill late could damage your credit score? Well, I was going to say that that would probably be one of the things. Yep. Just like electricity and cable bills falling behind, your tax payments could also drag your credit score down, too, because the uh, lovely Uncle Sam, he'll only come after you for so long, and then he'll just whack you with a tax lien. And it's a public record, so that goes out to all the credit reporting agencies, and bam, it's on your credit. And if you're trying to buy a house, it really hangs you up because they require that all your liens be paid prior to closing if they do approve you for a mortgage. So that's kind of a crappy little deal. Do medical bills screw up your credit? Sort of, kind of, not really. And, you know, the reason why, and it's a great question, you know, because what people don't understand about medical bills is when you go into the doctor's office and you have to sign those 8,000 pieces of paper and it's all about HIPAA and disclosures and crap like that, one of the things that you sign is that you say, when you sign that paper, it says, I am aware that all services rendered are due and payable today in full. Okay, so if they choose to bill your insurance company, it's only as a courtesy. Read the languaging. Right. It's only a courtesy and you still owe that. So technically, if you only pay your copay and then your insurance denies your claim or whatever, you know, the second day. So if I go to the doctor today and tomorrow's a business day, technically I'm in default. You're in default. And so that's why medical bills, medical collections get on there right away. And I, you know, I mean, I'm just dealing with another one and I pay in cash for all my medical stuff. I have a skeleton policy. So all my labs and everything I pay for myself. So I don't know how this bill got there. And so I kept saying, no, I don't think you're right. I don't think you're right. And they whacked my credit. Yeah. And it stinks because, you know, I just went through a background check for state banking to get my banker's license again. And I'm like, you know, and I'm like, okay, great. So I have a hundred dollar collection on a medical bill that I don't even know is mine. Yeah. 
And it's just like, great. But yeah, that's how the medical collections work. So, but, but underwriters, if all the other layers of risk are in place, underwriters can make exceptions and they'll underwrite around it. Maybe they'll say, well, you just got to pay this off by closing, you know? Yeah. Uh, so they'll make it a requirement of closing, but. I work at deals with them. I'm, I have never, I've never had problems working on deals with the doctors. Yeah. Create a payment plan because you know what? They'd rather get part of something better right. than all of nothing. Sure. And I used to work for a guy that we did. We bought accounts receivables from doctors and great doctors are crappy businessmen and they pay their staff like next to nothing that manage that. So there's no incentive for them to get the billing right. Oh, I'll just do it again later. And so, you know, they've got arrears six months out that, you know, and so everybody thinks being a doctor is great and it's not really, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're they're still struggling to pay their mortgage, too. Uh, so number two on paying your taxes uh, with your credit card, it can cost you. Uh, so this is another surprising ways that taxes can affect your credit. If you have a big tax bill and you think, oh, well, I'll just put it on my credit card really quick, um, especially if you have rewards cards where you want to earn the points, that sounds like a great idea, but the IRS charges you a processing fee and it can be up to 2.5%. So if you have a $10,000 tax bill, that's 250 bucks. Is your rewards points going to be commensurate with that 250 bucks? Probably not. So you need to think twice about whether or not to do that, especially if you plan on riding it out because the IRS might have a lower interest rate than your credit card if you just work out a payment plan with them. So that would be what you should inquire about first and try to get it taken care of right then and there. Uh, number three on our list is your credit card reward points gifts. So like when you collect so many points and you get like trips and things like that, maybe taxable, wow. you know, so uh, some of those sweet sign up bonuses and rewards that credit card companies have been using to bait you into getting their credit card over another one may be taxable. It all depends on how they were earned. So you have to pay attention to that. Otherwise, you could get a double whack. And this is one that many people don't know. And, and it falls in this weird category, you know, to talk about this one. Because of what happened in the marketplace and that big crash of the market with all the mortgages going bad. And that is that you're going to have to pay taxes on any debt you've been relieved of. So if you oh, say 10 grand on a credit card and can't pay it anymore, and they agree to like wipe 5,000 of that off, they report that to the IRS. And so then that gets whacked to you as like untaxed income. And especially people that, you know, walked away from their mortgages when they were upside down, you know, a few hundred grand. And they, uh, they got that, they thought they were, oh, okay, they got waived of all of that. They were released from it. Yes, yeah, sort of, kind of, not really. <laughs> so what would a tax bill be on something like that? Okay, so let's say you owed 250000 on your mortgage, and somebody came in for a short sale, and they had 150. so you got relieved of a hundred grand. You were gonna, you're going to get a bill. You're going to get a, a slip of paper from the mortgage company that gets reported to the IRS, and I can't remember the number of the form, for that hundred grand. So you don't really, you're not really getting out of the debt in, in a way, in a but, sense. But if you're taxed on that hundred grand. Yeah. Yeah. So the hundred grand that the mortgage company forgave you for, 
becomes earned income tax, for you. Taxable income. Yeah. So you don't have to pay a hundred grand. You have to just pay what the yeah the thirty three thousand. But if that's all you made in a year, that's a problem. <laughs> exactly. Beep. Holy beep. Yeah. Thank God this is internet. <laughs> so. So, yeah, so that's so those are some sneaky little things that taxes can affect your credit. And as you're approaching the April 15th deadline, and we're getting close here, um, you know, that you got to be aware of these things and, and make effective decisions. We have so much more in store coming up for you on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We've got Sharon Weaver. we got Moolah Word of the Day and our key and our keys to riches. Remember, real estate, you're listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, just in time for the moolah word of the day and the wagon halls. And today, I, since we have this government theme going on and this tax kind of thing going on, I thought I would find an investment for you that could be away from taxes. How does that sound? So a 501c3 bond is our moolah word of the day. And the definition is it is a tax-exempt bond, and it's issued by state or local governments to nonprofit organizations such as educational facilities, churches, and other charitable groups, higher education facilities, hospitals, and organizations that provide low-income housing benefit benefit most from this type of bond. And since it is tax-exempt, the rates are usually lower than standard forms of financing. So the... You, the difference between a 501c3 bond and say a corporate bond is a corporate will have a higher interest rate and a higher yield likely, but it's going to be taxed. And so you need to calculate at your tax rate, which is best for you to go taxable or tax free. 
And so I remember it was a big issue years and years ago. Do you remember when Ross Perot ran for sure. president? Sure. Okay. Everybody was so upset when he released his taxes that he had an effective tax rate of 6%. That was an issue for people. Sure. And they were just saying, oh, my God, that's totally not fair. You know, why does he only have to pay 6% when everybody else has to pay more? And it's not that he only paid 6%, but if you took where his investments were held and looked at it as a whole, his tax rate was reduced because of where he was investing. And this is where in 501c3 bonds. So when people got upset at Ross Perot, they didn't understand or they weren't given the whole picture. They were just kind of like sold this whole, you know, bag of moldy oranges because when, when Ross Perot invests, because he has so much more wealth, he can invest in cities and towns. When he invests through these municipal bonds, he can fund, uh, you know, a whole bond issue. Yeah. And that can make an entire difference in a, in, in a small town or a growing city to be able to have schools and hospitals and things like that. So he makes big differences for people, sure. but that part doesn't get played out in the media. You only hear, effective tax rate, 6%. Which is why I guess a flat tax rate would be a beneficial thing. So so everybody would pay the same. Yeah, sort of. You know, everybody would pay the same. You'd be paying 10%, I'd be paying 10%. And Maybe. the difference... Yeah, it does, because the difference in our 10% is is going to be because one of us makes more than the other. Absolutely. Not because one is burdened more than the other. Right. You know, and, and, and the thought that someone else is entitled to what I have produced irritates me because I don't feel that way about you, Michael. No. You know, I don't feel entitled to the money that you make, and I don't feel like you should be carrying me. Now, I guess if, if those incentives aren't there for wealthy people to invest in cities and towns, that's a negative as well. Well, yeah, because why? without the flat tax, why wouldn't they? Because if a poor person came into money, they'd want to invest where their money would make the most, right? Sure. You know, so, I mean, you know, you got to look at it from the different sides of the coin and and most people don't do that. And so I just, I brought that up to illustrate a point. So anyway, that's it for this week's moolah word of the day. I hope you enjoyed it. And now uh, we have our guest coming on and I'm so excited to chat with Sharon Weaver. She is a certified financial planner. She's also an AWMA, and I'll let her tell you what that is. She is owner and president of Mission Financial Planning, and she has worked in the investment industry for over 25 years and has been a certified financial planner for 20 of those years. Her experience includes working with individuals, institutions, and advisors in direct financial planning and investing, as well as consulting in management roles. And today, she's going to help us learn more about managing our Social Security and maybe finding ways to get a little bit more squeeze out of that government buck. Buck is what I meant to say. (laughs) See, you started it. Now I'm in the ass jokes. It's all over. Anyway, uh, Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, uh, let's get started. Sharon, welcome to the broadcast. It's so great to have you on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad to be here. It's so important that we pay attention to financial planning, and there are so many things to be concerned with as financial planners. Everybody talks about, well, you can't count on Social Security, so you've got to set up your own thing, and... 
you know, people say, oh, Social Security isn't going to be there and people in my generation, probably it won't be. Uh, But nonetheless, at the current position that we're in in today's world, there is Social Security and Social Security isn't so cut and dry like it seems like you go down and sign up and collect a check, but it can actually be an integral part of your financial plan. And if not done properly, um, it could possibly have negative consequences. Wouldn't you agree? Yes, it's a big piece of planning, and it's one that we're focusing on more and more as we're talking to clients that are nearing retirement. Um, it's it's really a, a surprisingly large benefit, a surprisingly important benefit, and it might be the biggest financial decision a person can make, um, but it's one that I don't think people spend enough time uh, exploring before they make those decisions, so... We've done a lot of research and analysis and looking at what are some of the tricks of the trade and how to get the most out of Social Security when you get to that point. So when are distributions, because we keep hearing they are getting pushed up and pushed up, and we even had a guest uh, that was uh, 60, I don't know, how old did Mark admit to being? Mark Victor Hansen was on, and he was admitting to be a particular age, and he said that uh, they told him he couldn't start collecting yet, that the, that the age went up for him. Yes, for those people born after 1960, their full retirement age is going to be 67 instead of 66. Um, Now, people can start collecting when they're 62. You just don't get as big of a monthly check if you decide to take money early. Um, And that timing is a lot of what we talk to clients about. Okay. Um, You know, you're, you're weighing the difference of the longer you wait, the bigger that monthly check is. But it's also nice to get that cash flow early. And uh, when you're 62, it's, you know, a bird in the hand is worth two in the bush, and a lot of people decide just to go ahead and take the check. And that's not always the best decision. Now, is Social Security, do you get so much because you turn a certain age, or is it relative to how much you've contributed over the years or for it how long? On, yes, it's based on earnings. It's the number of years that you worked, and the amount of money that you put into the system. And it is your money that you put into the system. This is not a, a government entitlement. It's a something that you have put in. As you know, it's part of that big chunk that comes out of your paycheck before it gets into your pocket each month. Or when you're um, an employer, for on behalf of your yeah. employees, you get to pay a chunk. Yeah. And you get to pay a chunk as an employer. Um, then finally, once we're done with paychecks, then it's time to start uh, getting some of that back as far as our Social Security benefits concerned. You need to have worked about 10 years to qualify to get some benefit. Um, and what they look at is a total of 35 years of earnings if you have that many and use the highest of the 35 to calculate what your benefit will be. Okay. So if I have contributed the max for 35 years, I have the most options then? Is that what you're saying? You have the biggest check. Okay. Um, So we'll see in a lot of times um, part of the strategies will come into play. And I'll just use a traditional couple as an example where, you know, one, let's say the husband is the larger, has been the larger breadwinner over time. And the wife maybe stayed home some years to raise the kids or, you know, didn't have as high of a paying job, and you have this combination of a potentially 
large monthly benefit from the husband who's worked all those years and, and earned at a high level and the lower benefit of the wife who didn't work as many years or did, didn't earn as much during that time. And by combining uh, a strategy of both timing and whose benefits we take when, we're able to get some cash flow up front, which is always a, a motivator of people looking at Social Security, but then delay some benefits as well so that we can maximize those checks in the twilight years, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I will tell you there are probably four things as people look at their Social Security uh, options that they really need to consider. Um, the first one is whether or not to take the early cash flow. Now, as I've, I've said, if you take the early cash flow, that means you may not have to work as many years or you may not have to access your investments uh, as much unless your investments grow with that early cash flow. You also want to look at the monthly check that you're getting in the bulk of those years that you're taking Social Security. Um, you know, you if you start that early cash flow, that check that you're getting for 20 or 30 years may not be as large as it could have been if you waited. The other thing that I've The other thing that I think is really important that people don't think about is the survivor's check. Um, The survivor of a married couple gets the biggest of the two checks that were coming in the mail. At that point, once one spouse dies, then um, there's just one check that will continue. And if we have maximized that biggest check, the survivor will have a much better time, uh, again, in those latest years. So you lose your benefits? Let's say if yours were smaller than the spouse's, you would lose yours. You don't get both checks? You don't get both checks. But you do get to switch over to your spouse's check, which might be the bigger check. Right. That doesn't seem fair. So what if you are the bigger check and your spouse dies? Then thanks for playing. Whoever had the, whoever, whichever was the biggest check keeps coming. (laughs) So uh, (laughs) Michael's dying laughing. You only get... You only get one check, but you do get the biggest one. Uh, that's You know what? That's exactly why Uncle Sam is not my favorite relative. <laughs> I have a number of reasons why Uncle Sam might not be your favorite. The more <laughs> you know about some of these benefits, the more frightening it is. Okay, so, so uh, what's the fourth of the things to consider? The fourth is to look at the total amount of benefits over time. Um yeah, this is money that you didn't have to take from your investments, so that total amount does make a difference. Um, if you were to go back and add up all the checks over a period of time, we want to look at which strategy is able to maximize what you can pull out of the system. Okay, and that's probably a consideration that most people don't even think about because now that you're saying it, that like I never even considered that as part of a strategy. But if I'm getting, you know, a thousand or two thousand or whatever the number might be from Social Security, that's that much less I have to withdraw after, off of my portfolio that I saved. Yes, and when we factor that into the financial planning process, it can make a really big difference when we start those benefits. Sometimes it makes sense to give up a little bit of a Social Security benefit to avoid having to pull money early years from the investment. Right, because of that miracle of compound interest. 
Exactly. We don't want to interrupt that flow. Well, I have about, oh, only a zillion more questions left. So <laughs> I, I have a million other things that I want to talk with you about. But first, we would like to visit with our sponsor. So uh, stay tuned for more. Sharon Weaver on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That whole free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. And I have our social security guru and investment advisor, Sharon Weaver, with us today. And before the break, we were talking about four things that we need to consider when it came to social security benefits. And, you know, Sharon, we're, we're talking about social security, and I've never even really addressed this um, on the show before. And, you know... We we just really take the whole thing for granted. Yeah, I'm going to go down and I'm going to collect a check. And, you know, you really kind of, in the first segment, opened our eyes that there there actually should be a strategy based on things to consider. But what are some things that folks should know about Social Security but don't know, and maybe there's not even a way for them to find out, like, you know, the Oracle Google as we have it? <laughs> right, right. Well, there are... Uh 2,700 separate rules governing Social Security benefits. And to, to try to, to research this on your own, um, I won't say it's impossible, but I think it's very easy to end up with the wrong benefits that might leave you with less money. You know, it's going to leave money on the table, might leave you with less money than you could have had over your lifetime. And you know, a little bit of money every month really counts up after a while. Right. Um, it creates momentum, too. Yes, it does. Uh, you know, and even the software that we use doesn't show all the options automatically. You know, there are calculators out there online and, you know, uh, software that's available. But until you can become an expert and see 
the samples or uh, examples of what can be done in different situations when spouses have uh, an age difference. There's a lot that can be done. When there's an earnings difference, we already talked about, there's a lot that can be done. Um, you know, you while you may, the software may decide to maximize your lifetime benefits, you may need cash flow up front. And by combining some different strategies, end up with getting almost as much as you could max, if you'd have waited until 70, but uh, not have to wait. And people appreciate that when we can get them a little bit of cash earlier in life. Mm-hmm. Um a couple of things that I would say that um, I would just want to make sure that people know, and maybe a couple of these things are obvious and a couple others are, are uh, well-kept secrets, but, you know, you don't have to take money at only 62, 66, or age 70. Um, you know, any month in between is, is game, uh, game time to be able to take benefits. And what we will do with people is to calculate down to the month the most optimum time for them to claim their benefit. So is so it like an people- open enrollment thing? Like, you know, when they when you go to get a new job and you got your benefits person sitting there telling you, like, you know, when you can sign up for the health care and how it works, is there, you're saying that there's not a specific time or there is a specific time that that Uncle Sam requires us to start taking it, or we can pick and choose? There is not a specific time that you have to take Social Security. Anytime after 62, you can walk down any month after that and start your benefits. Um, so, you know, it's up to you when you go, but you want to make sure that the timing is right because once you make that decision, it's difficult to, if not impossible, to undo Okay. Um, you know, a couple other things that I would want to make sure that people are aware of. If you are Social Security age and have minor children, the minor children are entitled to benefits. And we have funded entire college savings plans for clients with their children's Social Security benefits. And that's something that's not well known. But, um, you know, Boomers are a pretty young bunch, and a lot of them do have young kids, and we want to make sure that they're aware of that benefit and and can take advantage of it where appropriate. Well, yeah, in the case of remarriages and stuff, you know, you start another family that's, you know, a generation, you know, younger than your first family. So uh, I would imagine that that's – and so – do you have control over that? You know, I mean, if you're the parent, do you have control over that? Or, or, or now are you required to go get a financial planner for your child? You know, kind of like a, you know, CPS gives, you know, kids in Child Protective Services their own attorney outside of their parents, well, you know, I, in those types of situations. The, do you have to do that? The check is written out to the child, but, um, you know, it's obviously for the benefit and it, and that's actually one other thing I need to hit on is that Social Security is not just a situational retirement. Uh, it comes into play with disability or death as well. And those are other times when minor children can get a check. And, you know, the point of that is is to help support the survivors uh, or you know, offspring of uh, people who have contributed to the system. So, um you know, while it, it doesn't have to go into an account for them, it's obviously meant for the benefit of them. And if you're spending your child's money on a cruise every year, I, they might be able to come back and <laughs> <laughs> come back and bite you once they turn 18. But it was the Mickey Mouse uh, ship. 
You you mentioned divorcees. Um, you know, if you were married 10 years or more and you have not remarried, it doesn't matter whether your ex-spouse is remarried, it's whether you've remarried, mm-hmm. um, you're entitled to the Social Security benefits off your ex-spouse's earning records. Wow. So and that's why my husband's Social Security gets distributed over the previous wives, <laughs> the ones yes. that preceded me. Yes. Now, it doesn't diminish the benefit that you'll get if you take uh, Social Security benefits off of his earnings. Okay. Um, your your benefit may be the same as wife number one or two's benefit. Um, what's very important, though, is to don't take your own benefits until you research what you could get off of an ex-spouse's record. Ah. And I've seen... I've seen that where a woman will go in and go ahead and, and sign up for her own benefit when it would have been much better to take spousal, you know, quote-unquote spousal benefits off an ex-spouse's record. Right. So now, in that scenario, so does his amount go down that he gets because it has to go uh, to wife number one and wife number two? It is not affected. So he still gets his max as he would if he wasn't. <laughs> Michael's wiping the sweat off of his brow. He's kind of stressed out there. <laughs> You're in the clear. <laughs> he was nervous. He's like, holy cow, my mom. She still got her clinches in my wallet. There goes my life. There you go. So, so no, yeah, so that's a consideration. And Michael still get his whole benefit. Um, Yay. His his current spouse and ex-spouse are both uh, qualify for up to half of what his full benefit is in addition to what he's taking. So, Susie, that makes me wonder, okay, so, and this is probably a political slash philosophical question that would probably be better suited on another radio program, but if wife number one, for example, never worked a day in her life and she gets half of the benefits that he gets. And let's say because he was, you know, an overachiever and an entrepreneur all of his life. So he maxed out every year by like the third or fourth month um, of his employment. So every year for the last 40 years, he's maxed out and she never worked. She still gets half. But if his full benefit isn't reduced by what she's getting, where does her money magically come from if she never contributed? Right. Well, it's coming from the system, and so will wife number two and three. You know, in a, So that's why the system is broken. I really think that that's a big piece of it, and I, <sighs> I don't want to take away from women who have stayed home and raised kids. Oh, um, and, and I'm not diminishing yeah, that important. That, that's not, because in my estimation, that is a, a huge, that's a, that's a career choice in and itself, you know, and, and, and it's, it's volunteer work nonetheless, because it can be a thankless job raising kids too. So I'm, I'm not diminishing that importance, but I'm looking at it from the contribution system. You know, if he's getting his full benefit for his contribution, you know, and he wasn't contributing uh, for her time at home raising the kids, I mean, that money has to come from somewhere. It just doesn't magically appear, you know, I mean, and that's, right. you know. And, and in this day and age, uh, if you only have to be married 10 years to qualify, there could be several ex-spouses collecting on that one earner's record. Yes. Um, my, so, one of my uh, husband's friends has been married six times, and he says, well, if I shook her hand, I, I married her. <laughs> <laughs> 
And so, oh, consequently, yeah. he has six ex-wives, and he currently lives with a woman. <laughs> he has oh, chosen goodness. not to remarry for the seventh time, so, which is kind of funny. But, you know, he just... Uh, he falls in love real easy. It's kind of a funny thing. So, gosh, you know, we could talk. I had no idea that Social Security was so deep. If folks are interested, and in, now you're like a regular financial planner by trade, but uh, you do have um, an opportunity that Unlock Your Wealth radio listeners can get in on that your regular clients, that, that it's something that you only offer for your regular clients. Can you tell about, talk about this uh this special offer that you have for Unlock Your Wealth Radio listeners? Yes, we do a social security analysis for all of our clients who are on our annual um, annual fee program. But we have also offered this as if they have friends who want to do a social security analysis, we will accept referrals and uh, we'll do that for your listeners uh, as well today. Um, and it's for $250, a complete analysis. It's a 20-page report of what your options are on Social Security. We'll spend an hour on the phone talking through what your particular life situation is so that we make sure that you truly get the best benefit that's available for you in your situation. Um, You know, I think that there are a lot of people that may offer this kind of advice, but at the end of the day, we'll end up trying to sell you something. We do not sell any products. We are, I think you could think of us as a consultant. We call it fee only. We don't, you know, sell products or take commissions or any fees based on income or assets. It's just a flat fee. And uh, so they won't be sold anything else. We'll give them good Social Security advice. And uh, I think it could make a, a <laughs> it could make the difference of thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars over time to make sure that you've made the right Social Security decision. Oh, it sounds like it. So how can folks get a hold of you if they're interested in learning more and taking you up on your Social Security analysis? Well, our phone number is 913-948-9686. They can also visit our website, www.missionfinancialplanning.com. There's a Contact Us page uh, where they can email us. My email is Sharon at missionfinancialplanning.com. And we'd love to talk to anybody about this topic because we think it's so important. Um, we think of it as longevity insurance. Uh, if at some point, heaven forbid, you've outlived your portfolio, Social Security checks still be coming, at least to us boomers. And uh, it's important to make sure that that check that you're receiving has been maximized uh, to get the best benefits over time. Uh, well, this has been incredible information, and it's the first time that you know I've ever gotten this this in depth on this topic for our listeners. So, it's been wonderful having you on, Sharon. And for those of you who are driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here. All you have to do is surf over to the website, click on Sharon's show page, and you'll get all the linky links to her website, email address, and you'll be able to inquire for your social security analysis. Stay tuned. We have more Unlock Your Wealth Radio coming up right after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew what they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 1225 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your hostess with the financial mostess, Heather Wagonhall. And I am flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. Hey, hey, hey. And we are getting ready to bring you this week's key in the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome to the show. We're so glad to have you. I hope you're getting value out of today's show. And as that is being said, the Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money. It also gives you specific techniques needs to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one key at a time, one week at a time. And this key, remember, real estate dovetails off of last week's key, if you remember, where we talked about the four layers of risk, and I got to be careful referencing that so I don't blow the trivia question. (laughs) So when we think about real estate and Real estate can be a foundation for us for investment. Now, I know that a lot of you think home ownership is an investment, and it's not an investment because you're living there, and so there's so much more involved in home ownership than there is real estate investment. But home ownership is the first step you can take to become a successful real estate investor. Now, there are many different types of real estate that you can invest in, but I like real estate and I like residential real estate specifically because the difference in commercial real estate, not everybody has to own a business, but everybody must have a place to live. Correct. And if they cannot afford to buy a place of their own or they're transient, you know, and they maybe they travel from city to city working for a particular company and and they don't want to put down roots, that sort of thing, they need to rent somewhere to live. So who better to rent to them than me or you or anybody? So real estate investment is very, very simple. People make it seem so complex. And because it's such a large asset and because it's so much money, people get scared away from it. 
But what we need to do is go from renter to homeowner to real estate investor. And if you follow this plan systematically using government financing, you can become a millionaire in like five years without quitting your day job, especially if you love what you do. But why don't you create extra income streams in the process? And this is one way to do it. And my master's course actually talks about this. When, you know, when we get out of financial fluency, uh, we, we have the financial literacy, which is our introductory course. Then we have financial fluency, which is where we take what we've learned and we start applying it in the marketplace with our different investments and insurances and all that stuff. And then when it comes to real estate investment, that's our master's program. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the condensed version of what goes on in that master's program so you can start planning for that first home. Now, in addition to those four layers of risk that we talked about last week, we have underwriting criteria that we have to pay attention to. So if we are going to use government financing, which if you are a veteran and you are either active duty, uh, working at least six months or six months, in, um, oh my gosh, the name escaped me, but uh, it's some sort of a zone, a combat zone. There you go. So if you're in a, in a combat zone and you've only been in the military six months, but it's all been in combat, you're still eligible for VA financing or you've been honorably discharged and you'll know because your DD-214 will say so. And so you get, you can become eligible. So you're at 0% down payment. Or if you go with FHA financing, it's only three and a half percent down. And that's really awesome. So you want to start focusing on, okay, so these are my targets. So I have to have closing costs plus three and a half percent down. And I have to have at least one mortgage payment left over in the bank. So that gives you your target to save for. Now your affordability comes through measuring a few different ratios. And it's going to be the ratio between two of the layers of risk. Okay, and so without wrecking the trivia question and using one of the four C's, I'm just going to talk about how much money you owe on your credit, which is called your debt ratio is what we're going to calculate. So how much you owe every month going out on your credit versus how much you have coming in every month. And so for government underwriting standards, they have the front end ratio, which is your housing ratio. So that's house payment with principal, interest, taxes, insurances, and homeowners association. And you got to be careful with those fees because those can almost skew you out of home ownership if you're going into an area that has expensive HOA fees. And that's considered your housing ratio or your front end ratio. They refer to it as that. And you can't go over 29% if you're using government financing. It's 28% if you're using conventional financing. <clears throat> So then you have what they call a back-end ratio, and this is what's calculated from your income and your total debt. So they take what you owe on your credit monthly. So these are car payments, student loans, credit cards, other mortgages, whatever it might be. And they add up that monthly amount, and then they take your monthly income. And it's the gross income, not including taxes. And they subtract that. Okay, and then that gives you what you call your back end ratio or your total debt ratio. So that's with the new house payment or the one, you know, the the house payment you're trying to take on plus your current debts. And that's 41 for government financing. And it's only 36 for conventional. And the reason why is because you have to put more down to go with conventional financing. Your debt ratios are ideally smaller. But if you think about it, if you do the math, the difference between your house payment at 28 and 36 is only 8%. So 8% of your monthly income or less is all you can have that goes toward bills. 
Okay. So this is, this is where people get screwed up and it's 41. So you get 12%. If you go with government financing, you get 12%, you know, flexibility on your non-housing debt. If you are more than 8% or 12%, it doesn't get to go up. Your back end ratio doesn't get to go up. What happens is your housing ratio goes down. So for example, and I'm just throwing these numbers out there. If your proposed house payment was $1,000, but your total debt ratio went over 41% of your income, however much money that is, it comes off your housing payment. Now, you can download this affordability worksheet, by the way, on the website, um, but that's what you need to do. So what you should do is surf over to our website and download this affordability worksheet because once you see where you are, you can start targeting the payments that you need to reduce to get under that so you can max out your housing ratio. And then the idea is with government financing, you take possession within 30 days and then you have to live there for a minimum of one year. And then guess what? With FHA, you can go get another loan after that period of time. And so now you have a rental property, the one you move out of, now you have a built-in rental property with owner-occupied interest rates. Because when you go non-owner-occupied, if you wanted to just buy an investment property, you're going to get surcharged because they know it's not your primary residence, so the flight risk is higher, as they say. So your interest rate is going to be two or three points higher than the regular market. So that's how you start using this strategy to build wealth. So for more information, visit our website. And for this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, visit unlockyourwealthradio.com. For more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, as well as Dinero, the Prosperity Poochie, who commented earlier, go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhall from the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com. 